Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, it's going um, pretty good. My kids have put me through the ringer this week. I'm not a fan, but <laughs> but I, I'm good. That's, yeah, they have put you through the ringer, but yeah, you know. they have. <laughs> I'm sorry that this week has been so trying for you, mom. Um, yeah, it's been, I want you guys to just knock it off. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about Beard Necessities by Penny Reed with some spoilers for Beard With Me as well. Um, and later we are going to do a bit of a Winston Brothers retrospective. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? I actually have read a few things this time, Ellen. As, well, I sort okay. of have, but not really. Okay, so the Dark Lover was our last one, right? Dark Glover? Dark Glover. Yep. <laughs> Dark Lover was our last one. Okay. Then I read Lover Eternal, which is the second book in that series. Mm-hmm. Then I had, then I read Baking Me Crazy, which mm-hmm. was the last episode that we did. Mm-hmm. Then I did Lover Awakened, which is the one that everyone went on and on about, the third book in the uh, Black Dagger Brotherhood series. And... I'll tell you, it did not disappoint. It was really good. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, and then I read Beard Necessities. And now I am partway into A Curious Beginning by Deanna Rayburn. And that's one that listener recommendations, because people know what I like. And I yes. and I like it when people recommend things for me. I can't me. remember off the top of my head who that was, but I'm, I'm sure they'll remind us that it was them. Um, yes. <laughs> I have only read what we've needed to read, but it was Baking Me Crazy, Beard With Me, and Beard Necessities because I had not read Beard With Me. And you guys, based on this week, it's a miracle that that happened. So let's just be grateful <laughs> for tender mercies. Um, but we, we will discuss how I felt about those books here in a moment. Today we are going to be talking about Beard Necessities as well as its predecessor, Beard With Me. They are the sixth and seventh and final books in her Winston Brothers series. Mom, have you heard of that series? Are you Wait, familiar? Who, who wrote those books? <laughs> what was her name again? Who do we talk about all the time on this podcast? All the time. Um, pathetic, but. So, so many disclaimers for the book description to this episode. Um... You are not going to mention Free Fallen by Tom Petty that many times in a book and not have me pick that to do something with. <laughs> um, it is a true family favorite, as Tom Petty is. always is. I think we've talked about some of our Tom Petty history on this show before. Um, also, I threw this together probably too quick last night, and my voice is rubbish because I have been dealing with a cold for over a week now. And I apologize in advance, but here is our book description for this week.
misunderstandings and lots of things left unsaid. It's about time they figured their stuff out. Cause they're both still all in. Yeah, they're amazing it's off key i don't i could not find the key i don't know what was wrong with me but it's fine it's what it is well at least you're consistent with the key (laughs) (laughs) no it's Uh, great that was awesome yeah there you go so there's our book description i couldn't not do something more than just write a book description for the final winston brothers book um and and i do love that song and i For those of you who don't know, I've loved Tom Petty since I was in high school, which is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, loved him. And I got my husband into Tom Petty. And then years down the road, my husband goes to a Tom Petty concert with all his friends without me. And I was very upset about it. And so for years, I was saying, you owe me a Tom Petty concert. You owe me a Tom Petty concert. So he came to town and he, we bought tickets and we went to a Tom Petty concert and it was phenomenal. It was amazing. And then like two weeks later, he passed away. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky we got that. (laughs) Yeah. I told, I am always telling Dom, like, you are so lucky that you got that in under the wire because you would have never heard the end of it. Uh, Never, never. Because I do love me some Tom Petty. That was great, Ellen. I loved your book description. Thank you. Mom, what did you think of Beard Necessities? Ellen, I loved this book. <laughs> yeah. I have to be honest, though. It's, it's, I did love it. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. However, it's not my favorite in the series. I, I have to give that little bit of a disclaimer okay so we we discussed this and i also mentioned like i think maybe my hopes were like like skyrocketed way too high um because i i also loved it i think i had built it up a little too much in my mind however as i was going back and 
um, making notes and looking at all of my highlights for this book, I'm like, damn, she's good. Like, this book is so good. And (laughs) it's maybe not as, like, joyful to read as some of the others in the series, Um, but it's so good. I, it's, we're going to talk about conflict and all these things about the book, but I think I kind of equate it to kind of like one of those more art housey relationship movies where you just are watching these two people figure their shit out for like an entire two hour movie, you know, <laughs> and it's kind of like that. I mean, it's, them often being like forced into a room together and just having to talk stuff out. And is that always like the most fun to read? No, but there's so much like beautiful sentiment that's in this book. And there's so many lines I highlighted where I'm just like, oh, she has to be like so proud of that line because it's so good. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I I think that's kind of where I land on it. And I think... If I, as I go back and reread the series and things like that, I will respect the book more than this, you know, this first reading of it. Because even going back and reading the highlights, I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Would you? I I agreed. I loved it. Yes. I love this book. And, um, And gosh, it was just such a great culmination of Billy and Claire getting what they deserve because they both have sacrificed so much for, you know, in their lives, for each other, for their family, you know, just, and, um, yeah. And someone asked on one of our Facebook groups or on our Facebook page about, could you read this one as a standalone? And it's like, um, yeah, I guess you could, but it would, yeah. it would be pretty flat not knowing all the family and all the characters and not having read beard with me, which would be, um, I think was a huge, uh, gives you so much perspective on where everybody's coming from. And, uh, and we'll talk about that more later. So stop. Okay. I'm, I'm stopped. (laughs) Um, okay. Uh, what did you think of Claire slash Scarlet as our heroine in front? And we'll talk about, in relation to both books. Both books. Okay. Um, I've loved Claire from the beginning. I mean, we meet Claire in Jess and Dwayne's book and because um, she's good friends with Jess. And, uh, you know, I've loved her all along. Even in that first book where she has to help the guys out by going to see her dad then in – am I going back into the books and you're getting mad at me because I'm talking no, about I'm old books? I'm not getting mad at you. I don't care. <laughs> But um, so she's just been a great constant through these books and she's had some, she did played a big part in Cletus and Jen getting together and she's just been fantastic. And then you read Beard with me and all that she went through and, um, and the funny thing with Beard with me and, and you and I have talked about this is there's nothing really in Beard with me that we didn't know had happened or didn't have some inkling had happened but it puts everything kind of in a chronological order and kind of helps place everything in uh you know in in a way that helps us to understand the history there 
Yeah, there are some particulars about Ben that I that I don't think we knew exactly how they transpired, um, which we're going to talk about Ben a little later. Um, okay. But uh, I, yeah, I would say, like, we, we always, Claire was always there. We knew a lot about her. Um, but I really, I, I really appreciated Beard with me because I felt like that was when we first kind of got to spend time with her. I mean, I... I was pretty aware that I loved Billy already just from him being, you know, a pretty integral part of a lot of the other brothers books. Um, but I, I didn't feel like I knew Claire super well. And so I really appreciated Beard with me in getting to kind of know her spirit a little bit more, you know, and kind of her feistiness and, and things about her. Um, so I really appreciated that. And I, um, I really just kind of loved her whole arc of um, all the garbage she went through as a younger kid and then um, kind of, you know, leaving her guilt behind um, and then still having some other stuff to work through as well with Billy specifically, but also just kind of trying to reconcile like who she was with the person that she is now and um how billy factors into that and um i really just appreciated how you know penny navigated all of that with with her character in particular i agree ellen yeah now i've loved claire since the beginning yeah and i mean i i think and i've talked about this before but I read um, one, two, and three were the only ones that had been out yet, and I read those three. And I like, I think, I think Penny Reed was like my first author tweet, where I was just like, I just read these books, I love them, I need to know what happens to Billy and Claire, like yesterday. So, <laughs> and she tweeted back at me, was like, I know, I'm sorry, <laughs> and so. Um, uh, you know, it's there's been, like I said, high expectations for this book for a while now because you start getting glimpses that they had something going on for a long time. Um, I wrote down this quote for Claire. There's I, there's a lot of quotes I wrote down, you guys, so you're just going to have to deal with it because there's too many to not talk about. <laughs> um, this is later when she's kind of making the decision to go and confront her dad for Billy. Um, she says, Billing, being with Billy now was like coming home to myself, to the person I once was. She was scarred. She struggled and lived through dark times, and yet I'd missed her, her bravery, her fierce fortitude, her sense of justice. I didn't realize how much I'd missed her until right this moment. On the precipice of confronting my nightmares, Scarlet St. Clair had been wholly her own person, and she was who Billy saw. She was the woman he considered beautiful, and she was who looked back at me now. And so she had kind of had to leave that, like, spirited young girl behind. Um, By the way, we're not, I'm not quoting anymore. Um, But she had kind of had to leave that spirited young girl behind for so long. But that was always who Billy wanted to get back. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the stuff that she had to go through as Claire McClure kind of had dampened, dampened that person who she she was before all of that stuff um and she got to and she got to bring scarlet back <laughs> yeah 
Um, okay. What did you think of Billy as our hero? Billy has been breaking my heart for years now. And yeah, yeah, um, basically. Because he's just such a good, he's been such a good brother. I mean, he's been practically a parent to these kids and just been such a good brother for these guys. And he's always so helpful. I mean, remember he went out with Jen before, like, and Cletus got all oh. <laughs> jealous. <laughs> But he's just always been there helping everybody else through all their th- crap. And, you know, it's just like, Billy needs his own book. Billy needs to get the love of his life. And we always knew it was Claire because they always have been stealing lances at each other and whatnot. And um, Well, and Cletus has always been referring just, to their, like, 18-year love affair and, you know, how they just right. needed to get over it. But that was their own story. That was always, like, the line in the books was, but that's their own thing. Yeah. And it's like, but I want to know it now. <laughs> I want I want that story. And we got it. And we it did. was great. Um, I, I, I loved getting to see, like, 16-year-old Billy and how he already at that age felt, like, such responsibility for this family of his. And, yeah. Um, how he was just always, um, you know, having to manage everybody. And I love that, like, that thing about his personality that they talk about, the um, picking up on what people need to hear and always knowing, like, how they need to be treated and directed and things like that. And, um, right, yeah, I just, there's just something really swoony about his responsible nature, you know? It's... uh it's very attractive. And then the fact that he took that beating for Scarlet oh. and uh, it's just it's just heartbreaking. Which I kind and didn't of always suspected, yeah. Um, right. But oh gosh. Yeah, there was there that whole how everything like fell apart there at the end of Beard with Me. Even though like we said, I knew a lot of it had happened. Um, it was still just like <laughs> Why, though? Why? Poor babies. Um, here's, my, here's my quote for Billy. Um, the soul becomes dyed with the color of its thoughts, and my school soul was still scarlet. I was like, oh, gosh, that hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> That's at the end of Beard With Me, though, right? Well, it, it comes up again in this one. It comes up again, because yeah, he does say it at the end of Beard With Me. Yeah, and it's just like... Uh, just stab me in the heart, Billy. Jeez. I know. Um, yeah. The fact that he had sacrificed so much for so many years and, you know, he just deserved, he deserved his scarlet. He deserved that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, Billy's just great. And I've been dying for him to get, I mean, we yeah. talked, I think We've we talked about with this. Billy for years. And we talked about this on the, um, <laughs> Uh, Doctor Strange beard episode too, but because yeah, and I think we talked book, about it on probably, yeah, and I think we talked about it in uh, beard science too, but especially in Doctor Strange beard when Roscoe is just like, you need to go and like take care of you and stop trying to take care of all of us, like you need to go, right, have some Billy time, and um, yeah, so I was glad we got to see the culmination of that, um. Okay, Mom, how necessary, you already kind of touched on this, how necessary would you say Beard With Me was or even the series as a whole? Well, like I said, 
when I got done with Beard with Me, because everyone's going on and on about how emotional it was, and it was pretty emotional. But as I sat back, I thought, well, there's nothing here really that we didn't already at least have a glimpse of, you know, or mm-hmm. have an idea. But like I said, at least it put it all in order and gave it some context that we hadn't necessarily had. Well, before. and I definitely liked seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm. Even though I we knew a lot of it, I'm still grateful that we got to see it in action, like acted out, and rather than just definitely alluded to, you know, as has and the fact been the that case. the cabin was built on her campsite. Oh gosh, we didn't really? know that. I know, and right, right, <laughs> and the fact that you know uh, Roscoe and and Simone used to go feed the fairies, and oh, it was. Uh, yeah. Scarlet out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And um, just all those little things that, yeah, you know, have I would, been. I would say that Beard With Me is very necessary to reading this book. Um, and I would say that the series as a whole, while not like absolutely crucial, is still, I mean, just to be able to keep track of all of that family, like for that reason alone, yeah. you should <laughs> all read the, the whole spouses series. and <laughs> yeah. Um, but because they're so wrapped up in <laughs> this plot to get them together, which we're also going to talk about, um, just that alone, like, gives so much more context and, you know, enjoyment well, out of seeing. just the whole seeing... thing about why are, why are, you know, um, Jess and Dwayne in Tuscany, why is that a thing? Why yeah. are, you know, it's just all these different little why does Sienna Plot have a bunch of money? Why does... Yeah. yeah. Or why does... Remember, I even said to you, I said, Jess inherited a lot of money too, right? Right? She has a lot of money too. Because I was trying to figure out how did they get this ginormous villa in Tuscany? But um, uh, just to know all those little things so that all these little plot points make, make well, sense. Well, like Jethro and Billy's history, while it is... It's definitely explored right. in Beard With Me. It's not really in Beard Necessities, but it's, you know, also explored in Grin and Beard It. So, you know. Right. It, but they do talk about how, you know, they haven't been very, you know, they've had their problems for a while and they kind of, mm-hmm. they do kind of patch things up in this book. Yeah, they do. Um, it's a long time coming, to be honest. Yeah. But they um, didn't have a place to chop wood, which <laughs> it's always yeah where they got out their frustrations. So there's a lot. So in Beard Necessities, there's a lot of beard with me that is told in flashback. But I think it's kind of more satisfying to to have seen it happen, you know, quote unquote, seen it happen. Definitely. Um, and there's also a lot of comments and listener thoughts about um, how there's still that segment of, you know, after Claire comes back, that is also told in flashback. Um, I think we're okay to say this, but when we went to breakfast with Penny Reed, she had told us that there was going to be another book that was kind of more about that period of when Claire comes back. Um, But I guess I read that um, she got some, like, blowback from listener comments saying that they felt like that she would is she was exploiting, like, her readers to buy more books. And uh, to which I say, like, yeah, I will buy more books from you. <laughs> Bring it on. We'll, uh, we'll pay for them. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think that's why it's there's still a lot that is told in flashback here is because there was another book that was going to happen. I mean, 
from when we talked to her right. was going to happen. Um, so, um, yeah. And so I, I would have also liked to seen, you know, all of that hotel stuff play out and, you know, and, um, the conversation with Bethany and, you know, how Scarlett Claire felt about right. that and things like that. Um, but yeah, so there is a lot that's told in flashback. Um, and so you, you get the gist of everything that has happened. But um, I do think that reading the series, also, I just freaking love the series. So like, just read the damn series is my, <laughs> my final statement yeah, on I this mean, question. Every book in the series is phenomenal. So yeah. Okay. Um, Certainly the best part of this book was all of the Winstons and their scheming. So how did you feel about that? Not that I don't already know. First of all, putting Cletus in charge of anything just warms uh, my heart. Cletus forever <laughs> and for always. Like, I could read him narrate, like, anything ever. And, I like, he could be narrating a C-SPAN meeting, and I would be like, yes, I live for this. Well, Thank him, you. Um, him, the prologue was yes Cletus and just him getting his family together and just saying this is this is what's going to happen we're going to make this happen and you're just then you just know you're in for a fun ride because Cletus is behind the wheel just the turn of phrase that she uses for him is just so enjoyable and um I you can tell she just loves to write him because just reading him is so dang fun that I have to imagine that writing him is fun as well. Um, I I mean, I loved everything about all of the Winstons getting together and trying to be, like, sneaky and not being sneaky really <laughs> at all. And, um, you know, Billy and Claire trying getting... Trying to be subtle and not being subtle <laughs> at all. <laughs> I love the scene. Like, one of the ones that kind of cracked me up was when um he was trying to start flirting with her and he like totally misses the mark and i wrote down this line that says um i nodded too looking to ashley for confirmation i'd done what she wanted instead her lips were pressed flat in a flat line and her head was moving back and forth in the barest of head shakes like they're all just so disappointed they're like billy gosh damn it <laughs> billy you used to be so good at this <laughs> And, like, the brothers trying to teach Billy how to flirt and them coming up with ways to, like, trap them in rooms together and, you know, everybody disappearing and all of a sudden. Even when... Billy and Claire said, they're going to say there's only two people per boat. <laughs> they're just going to say that. <laughs> when that's obviously not the case. Um, yeah, and I loved, I wrote down this one, when they, like, first started kissing when they're down in the basement. And um, Claire's like, no, it's all right. We were just, um, and Cletus is like, y'all were click kissing, Cletus announced. And I closed my eyes for a few seconds wanting to strangle him. That's what y'all were doing. We have eyeballs and brains and they both work just fine. <laughs> and yeah. there was a couple times where I was like, Cletus, just give him five more minutes. Just five more minutes. Yeah, I was going to bust you're, it like, in. you're being your own worst enemy here with your plans. <laughs> Your timing is the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, yeah. And I think because that was like such my favorite part of the book was all the Winston's plotting. I think that's why 
I also like recommend just reading the whole series because you you get such enjoyment out of seeing all of them together and you know doing this this plan of Cletus's and so um <laughs> yeah um yes agreed yeah, agreed um okay mom let's talk about Ben harmless do-gooder who maybe made some poor decisions or sexual predator well am I understanding correctly he married her when she was like 15 right that's yeah that's what I got well, out are, of it would I offend people if I said well they are from Tennessee <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I would never say that because I wouldn't want to offend anybody even though she just um, did um, <laughs> yeah um it's a little weird the whole thing is a little weird but then they didn't yeah. have sex till they were like 18 till she was 18 right yeah but I mean, I've seen other people talking about this, and I have to agree with this. He was, he groomed her, like, to be his yeah. little wife. Stepford wife. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and lied to her about his part in, in what he did. I mean, there there is reason for her to be grateful to him, but he... It seems like he laid it out in such a way that's like, I did this for you. Let's get married. Right. And where in reality, it was Billy who's like, okay, I'm going to do this for her. So you have to take her somewhere safe so that I can take this on. And Ben did do that. But then Ben just kind of took advantage of the entire situation. Yeah. So yeah, Um, no, I'm mad at Ben. (laughs) And And it starts out with, with. Them saying, you know, you need to understand Ben is, well, I guess they were talking to Jethro. I guess Cletus was talking to Jethro and saying, Ben is not the great guy you think he was. And um, I have to agree. Yeah, definitely. And I, what I always appreciate, we've talked about this with other Penny Reed books too, is that she kind of, she does, she always does a really good job of like showing a situation from all angles and kind of letting and not making like a firm stance on like this guy was a sexual predator but showing that he was a shades of gray person you know who right you know made made poor and she also kind of does that with bethany this like who like saint bethany who we all love um (laughs) but you know she also maybe made some decisions that weren't the greatest but i hers were coming i think from more of a good place than anything that ben decided um but you know that there's these people who just because they die doesn't mean they automatically become holier than thou you know like they were still people who especially with him because he died you know serving his country and so it you know you want to think the best of of him but he's Obviously, it was it was a whole weird thing going on there. Yeah, I wrote down two lines for this Ben situation. Um, she's like, Ben told me to choose him or Billy, but either way, he said he would forgive us both, pray for our souls, and told me I I always had a safe home with him if I came back to him. And then Sienna says, "Blah, I can't decide if that was kind or incredibly patronizing." So that's kind of what I mean. That's yeah. an example of Penny kind of showing like. It's hard to, 
I yeah. know people people are gray areas you know and then um later uh Scarlett slash Claire is saying I mourn for that girl of 18 who felt so obliged to someone that she let him touch her whenever and however he wanted and I think that's like what it comes down to is she felt like such she owed him yeah that and I think that's I mean he he is not an outright like rapist but definitely a sexual predator I think um well I think he he put her in a position where she felt like she owed him I mean he did that on purpose and I think he set up that on purpose yeah and well and we all know it was Billy who she really should have been grateful well, she, to not i mean ben. well and been grateful to but also not felt obligated to you know i think right. that's and that's not and that's, and that's why billy didn't want to tell her that's why he yeah. didn't want her to know that because he didn't want her to just come to him because she was grateful for him or because she felt guilty that he had done this for her or yeah um you know, that so, was his whole and i understood that i could get that yeah so with that do you think that Claire's guilt that she'd been feeling all these years was founded, you know, explore that, I guess. You mean towards Ben? Yeah, and just toward, yeah, towards how she felt about how her and Billy had kind of carried on. Well, I think she felt um, like she owed Ben, and even she owed Ben's memory. I think she felt that as well. And his family. And And his family. Yeah. And, um... But really, she needed to move on and be in love with Billy like she was always supposed to be. I think the important thing with her whole journey is that with her perception of things as they were, and you have to remember, this started, this whole situation with Ben started when she was 14 14. years old. Yeah. And she... She's a baby. Yeah. And she probably made decisions... I don't know. I think that a lot of 14-year-old girls would have made, unfortunately. And um, I think with her perception of things as they were when she was 19, you know, when he died and things like that, um, that, yeah, I could see where her guilt was coming from. But you notice that she starts to kind of leave that behind as her perception and understanding of things changes. And as she's old enough to realize, like, that was kind of skeevy, what he did to me. Like, right? Well, even at nineteen, you're not making no. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she had been through so much that I mean, and you know, they talk a lot about how she has, like, she, you know, especially in Beard with Me, they talk about how Billy and Scarlett are older than their years actually are because they've had to. Right. through so much garbage um but at the end of the day she was still a 14 year old girl and she was still a 19 year old right. girl and you know yeah they're not known for always thinking logically i would say i mean she did pretty good i guess with what she had but yeah absolutely still it was all of it was just a messed up situation and in that, can I just say that I'm so glad those iron wraiths have fallen apart because they were so bad. I know. Um, okay, so what I think, I've kind of touched on this already, but what I think Penny Reed is better at than like anybody else in the game is conflict. She has a way of like really making you see every conflict from like every 360 degree perspective. 
And um, I think she really did that here, especially. So what did you think of the conflict, which really seems to just be like the book in its entirety is a conflict. It's just <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, tell me one conflict. <laughs> yeah. Just like, it's just this like whole mass of interpersonal conflict that lasts for the whole book. Because really you think about it, this book is almost kind of like the climactic conflict to the whole series. So yeah, it takes up the whole book. So what did you think of? Well, I think, I, I think probably the main thing because they both kind of went through this journey of you know I'd do anything for her I'd do anything for him I would do and then they both had to get to the point where they said no I'm doing this for myself I'm not doing it for her or for and then in doing these things like when when Scarlett or Claire went to visit her dad and the whole thing was to you know help get Billy off from the charges that they had Mm -hmm. against him and but really, she finally said, no, I'm doing this for me. I need to face my dad. I need to do something to take him down and make sure that this does not affect Billy. And, well, and because, um, like, my happiness is so tied up in in this other person. Right. Like, right. You know. Yeah. And I think once they realized, you know, I'm not going to do this because I feel guilty. I'm not going to do this because I feel like I owe them something. I'm not going to do this even because I love them, but I'm doing it for me because I want my own life and my own happiness. And this person is my happiness. And um, I think that that's the journey. And that was the conflict they needed to overcome. Yeah. Well, and I, um, I, (laughs) what I loved about like their arguments and things like that in this book is that she'll you know she'll say something to billy and i'm like well but billy you know i think he was coming from a place but then she says something else and i'm like yeah you tell him scarlet you know because (laughs) there's just so much stuff in this book like the whole ben situation and how she felt about ben and um and then him you know telling her how she should feel and but with not without presenting her all the information i get why i understand where he's coming from in not wanting to tell her that he took on her punishment um but i and so like up until this this quote that i'm gonna read you i was like i'm like i get i get where he's coming from i get it and then she says Pretend for a moment that you hadn't been in love with me, hadn't wanted anything from me except my happiness. Pretend we'd just be friends. Would you have told me the truth then? If my happiness was all that mattered, what would you have done? And I'm like, ooh, good freaking point. <laughs> so yeah, there's just, there was so many moments in this book where I was like, uh, I don't know whose side, but I don't think there are sides. Like, I think a yeah. lot of times when we talk about conflict, you know, we ask each other, like, whose side were, you know, who did you side with in this conflict? But it's not sides in this book. It's just two people that have a lot of freaking miscommunication and a lot of things left unsaid. And well, and a lot of history. I mean, they just yeah. have a lot of angsty history. Yeah. And um, I think that that is human conflict at its rarest form you know is that's that's where our conflict always is is just things that aren't being said you know right so 
I think she just, and like, I felt, you know, I think she does this with like all of her conflicts is you can always see both sides. And I think that that is really novel in our conflicts in our books, you know? Right. So. Well, there's so many conflicts that we read and we just think, oh, this conflict is so lame and, and it's, it's ruining the book because it's, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. Penny makes sure that all of it makes sense. All You know, everybody's reaction to everything makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then there, there's always side characters that are kind of showing you both sides of it. And I just, I love it. Um, and like I highlighted a bunch of, you know, digs that they got in when they were having these arguments and there's so many good ones that I can't even get into all of it, but just like how they would kind of get at each other about like you, you're in love with hating yourself and she's, and then, um, she says, oh yeah, well you're in love with hating me and just that whole history that they have and, um, and then Billy says at one point, I was frustrated by our past, always holding more importance than our future. And it's like, yeah, that was the heartbreaking thing that about them. That was a great the, line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That they both just wanted to like move forward. But this whole book was just about them getting over their past so that they can move forward into the future, you right. know? Um, and it's funny to me that all of us, all of us as readers, all of his family, everyone knew Billy and Claire had to be together. That that just had to happen. And even because when we go into this book, they haven't like even spoken to each other or, you know, they've been kind of at each other for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just everyone just, yeah, Billy and Claire have to be together. So what do we do now to make that happen? Well, and I didn't write it down, but I love the part where Cletus is like, you know, if Billy doesn't tell you, I will tell you everything. But he's too busy, you know, trying to be martyr of the century, which I know is a title that you actually wanted. But you both just need to get over it. Because that's the other thing is they're both super stubborn, which is why right. this has been 20 years in the making, you know. Um, right. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, just nailed it. And it's kind of like I said earlier, it's like the whole book is a conflict. And I think that the whole book is just this interpersonal drama that they just need to talk their way through and also you know sex their way through a little bit which thank goodness that's what i was gonna say and they got to have sex along the way (laughs) um so let's talk about sex baby what did you think of the sex in this book it was it was i i I loved seeing it yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say seen it coming, but that's oh, bad. Da, da. Um, <laughs> um, I loved it because we've been wanting Billy and Claire to get together forever. Well, and the thing is, I think they've been wanting them to get together for forever. I too. know, right? They're just so like capital P passionate that I was just like, oh boy, you know, it's uh, yes, it is. Yeah, in fact, um. I was reading the picnic scene and then my male companion slash boyfriend, who I hate using the word boyfriend, called me and I was like, so you just interrupted a really steamy scene and I'm not sure how I feel about that. (laughs) And what are you going to do about that? (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. So I think like their scenes were just um, made so much more like steamy by the fact that it was just so like pent up, you know, like they've literally been building to this for 20 years. Well, and it was interesting because when they do have actual sex for the first time and, and they don't use a condom and Billy freaks out about that. But you, you know, because of his history with his pregnancy scare yeah. you know, years prior, you could see where he would be freaked out about not using a condom. But I think Claire was just thinking, eh, if I get pregnant, I'll just have Billy's baby. What, you know, what's, what's not to love? <laughs> wow. Um, okay, I have... I have a a line that I wrote down about them having sex together. It says, it was always this way with Scarlett, this easy, as though my touch erased the tension in her body and she couldn't hold on to both the fear and to me. And I was like, oh, Penny, gosh, that's so damn good. (laughs) And I do have to throw out a mention too. I love his goat tattoo about where she said i'd rather have sex with a goat than you and and so he put a goat tattoo on over his scar from where razor yeah carved his name into him yeah that was awesome um yeah there there's just like the picnic scene was really good um what was there was the other one that was outside like in the grass no it was there was where was, was what? The, the pool there was the, the pool, pool scene yeah yeah um yeah, there was, they, uh, sh- she delivered. And, you know, I think also us as readers were pent up for that release. So it was, yes, it was we uh, well placed. I don't really like it word that way, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, all of it was. Okay. Anyway. Um, what was your swooniest moment, mom? I knew you were going to ask this. There's so many. Uh, I did love the pool scene. I love the pool scene. I love the picnic scene. I loved their little date that they got to go on after they were tipped into the water. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I love the scene of them in the basement when they first actually start talking about all this garbage. Yeah. And um, is it there where he kisses her and he thinks to himself, I'm going to have to do that a lot more or something along those lines. Yeah, there's but, um, so many. Just... It's, there's so many great swoony moments in this one. Billy is just like, like such a romantic that like the things that come out of his mouth, I'm just like, uh, talk dirty to uh, me. Talk poetic to me. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, seriously. Um, talk romantic nonsense to me. Okay. So I, speaking of that, my swooniest moment is the following line. My life and heart have been forever transformed. You are the architect and artist of my own personal paradise. Now when I close my eyes, I won't need to imagine what heaven feels like. I'll know. And I was just like, gosh, damn, Billy and Petty. Like, how dare you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of lines like that, that I have highlighted in my copy where I'm just like, geez, Louise. That is, that's a line right there. And that would, if that yeah. does not work on you, I, there's something wrong with like your there's lady There's some writing going on there, my friend. <laughs> um, okay, mom, final question. How did you feel about the book as a conclusion to our beloved Winstons? First of all, I have to just say, 
I've read a lot of epilogues in my life. <laughs> but when Penny Reed closes these series of hers, because Knitting in the City was the same way, had the most fabulous epilogue to the end of the series, that the epilogue at the end of this series was just fantastic. I love seeing all the couples together. I love seeing them camping by the cabin. I love seeing all the kids running around. I yeah. love seeing the kids that were little are now teenagers. And it's just, gosh, it's just so fun to hang out at the end of her book. Well, she definitely knows how to like deliver a satisfying epilogue. Um, and in a way, I bet it's kind of like some closure for her as well, just to kind of like send them off you know into the ether yeah um I yeah I I thought it was I mean in part because we had been building to Billy and Claire like through the whole series um so that in itself was made for a satisfying conclusion but also like having them all together which has not been the case in previous books that they're all together you know throughout this thing right um with their significant others yeah and just having the whole gang there was also just made for satisfying conclusion and i'm just gonna miss them so damn much like i'm grateful that i'll always be able to go back and reread and things like that um but i just like i'm looking forward to the jen and cletus series though the yes mysteries as am i if for no other reason than like what i said earlier i will listen to Cletus in anything so I'm so excited to spend and I love Jen as well so I'm just excited to spend more time with them for sure um but yeah I I just think the series is perfect and loved it and loved this book and the okay Penny did she did the same thing in the Knitting a City series where she had Cat and Dan kind of toying with each other through the whole series and then the culmination was Cat and Dan's book but this one, it was even more so because uh, Claire and Billy played such integral parts in so many of the stories. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, for them to finally, finally get get their comeuppance with each other was fabulous. Yeah. Um, this is just a little tidbit I picked up on. First of all, did you read the, like, snippet for Cletus and Jen's book at the end of this one? I did not. Um, I don't like reading those. There's a lot that backstage at that community center in Green Valley I know. sees a lot of action because <laughs> Billy and Claire did. If you did. took a black light back there, it would light up <laughs> like a Jackson Pollock thing. Billy and Claire, uh, Jess and Dwayne, and then um, in that sneak peek of the cozy mysteries, Jen and Cletus. So I'm like, oh. dang, this backstage is seen some stuff yeah don't touch any hard surfaces there you never know um okay let's hear what some of y'all thought which is plentiful um nara we're gonna do it a little different this time yeah because you guys i can't read all of these by myself anymore because it like kills me like my throat just dies so we're gonna switch off Um, So I will go first. Nara says, I have to gather my thoughts to explain how much I love this book. But first, thank you for your service, Ben. Screw you big time. (laughs) 
I highlighted <laughs> this book as if it were a college textbook. I can't talk about it without wanting to write a dissertation. I'll save it for Goodreads. It was angsty, moving, funny, beautiful, and hot. Fire emoji. Uh, the prologue had me laughing already. All the Winstons on a quest to make Billy and Claire find their way back to each other. Sigh. Second chance, angst, forced proximity, reluctant lovers. This book has it all. I just love Billy and Claire so, so much. They're perfect in their imperfections. I always love how Penny's characters work through their issues as, as the story progresses. Billy and Claire love each other, but they don't know how not to be hurtful to each other anymore and have to learn how to navigate those new waters of building a relationship, leaving some of their baggage behind. I loved how this book is about them getting together and not how they drifted apart throughout the years but I'd still read that story. I'll read this one over and over again. I just know it's so beautiful. I cried more than once. That's a good question. Did I cry? I think I, I, think I did. Teared up a couple times. I but... teared up a couple times. Um, the, um, oh, I did like the fact that you know, so many of these books that we read, it's like getting someone to t- say they love each other is like a huge milestone. These two from the start were like, I love you. I've always loved you. But, yeah. you know, can we make that work is the is the problem here. Yeah. And both of them, both of them were that way. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you free what Natalie has to say. Natalie says... I love this book so much. I love the shenanigans all the siblings planned out to trap them together. I liked that it was realistic in the way that they kept getting together, but then had to keep stepping back to deal with their issues. Things weren't just magically fixed because Claire started going to therapy and they kissed and then boom, the end. <laughs> the book was a whole journey for the, of them learning to deal with their issues, both on their own and also together. And they didn't just have one conversation where they dealt with every single issue, and then it was happily ever after. It took multiple tries and practice and learning to trust each other. I thought it was both sad and so funny that Billy just kind of stopped talking to her for days after they first kissed because he was afraid of saying something that was funny, of saying something to drive her away. I do wish that some of the past events when Claire was 19 had had their own scenes and not just talked about in conversation but on the other hand i'm glad it didn't because i feel like those scenes would have ripped my heart out yeah overall love the book and it was well worth the wait yeah um yeah and i think like we said i think that book was supposed to happen i think even if we just had a couple scenes that maybe like added some context that got released like online or something i would be happy with that too or no, a novella. Just a... No, no pressure, Penny. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I love everything you said, Natalie. It's it is it's kind of like I said. It's just one giant interpersonal conflict. Um, Christy says I loved this book and Billy and Claire finally getting their HEA, with one exception. Would Bethany have just told Claire to stay away from Billy, or would she have been more involved and maybe help Claire? I felt that was out of character from the Bethany we knew from the other books. I think I, I get what she's saying. I think that you have to remember Bethany had just watched her son like be in a rehab, lose all of his yeah. like 
dreams for the future and being a rehab facility for months trying to get over these injuries that he took on because of Claire. And now Claire is back married to somebody else and she's pulling Billy into this situation again. And well, and I also think that Bethany's coming from a place as someone who's been cheated on over and over and over again in their marriage. And I think mm-hmm. she did not like that her son was kind of being dragged into being that guy. Yeah. And so I think she's coming from that angle as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. You want to read Raquel? I will read for Kel. I absolutely love this book and the whole series. At first, I was a bit taken aback by how toxic Billy and Claire's relationship had been since she came back to Green Valley. But what won me over was how maturely Claire handled the situation in Tuscany, how well she communicated her feelings, past and present, and how Billy responded to it. This is a book in which two otherwise extremely stubborn and conflicted characters talk things out as smart grown-ups. That's relationship, hashtag relationship goals. Plus the sexy scenes. Oh my gosh. Billy and their families. Thankfully, I won't have to miss Cletus and Jennifer. No, 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 you skipped. It's OMG, Billy. The epilogue was amazing. There you go. Oh, I did miss a line. Sorry, I told you. It's a little print. Um, The epilogue was amazing. And while it gave me closure, it made me want for more from the Winstons and their families. Thankfully, I won't have to miss Cletus and Jen for so long as they'll be back in June 2020. And here's a confession. I wasn't keen on reading Billy and Claire's story because I always found Billy to be kind of a douchebag in the first books. I agree to disagree. Yeah. But boy, I'm so glad I did. Preparing this, preparing for the series finale, I went... I even read the books I had overlooked in the past, Beauty and the Mustache and Grin and Beard It, aside from Beard With Me. Oh. Aside. I wonder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Aside from rereading my favorite passages from the other books, I just want to point out at what a fantastic job Penny Reed did in all the books and how they build upon each other, weaving this this great story with characters that evolved over time. My personal favorite, Cletus. This whole series is literally one of the books. One for the books. One for the books. P.S. Sorry. Sorry, Raquel. P.S. Someone else wants to start a petition for an Isaac Sylvester book, or am I the only one who wants to know his story? Um, I know that he is one of those planned for the Green Valley series. Um... Yeah, Which, and I also want a Jackson James book. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Raquel, I'm curious if Aside from Beard With Me means that you did not read Beard With Me because I I recommend that if that's not the case. Um, Billy is short in the other books, but I, I, I never interpreted him as a douchebag. But yeah. Like we said, agree to disagree on that one. But um, he's just not like the warmest of the Winstons. That's... He's not warm, and he's and I think a lot of that comes from all this history that he's got. Yeah. Um. But I think he feels obligated. There's an obligation there to help his family and to and he loves his family and to help take care of his family because Jethro kind of dropped the ball there for a while. Mm-hmm. 
Clara said, I loved this book. I liked the prologue where we get to see how they started planning everything. I read um, Beard With Me first, and in my opinion, it's a good idea to read that one too. But I also understand if someone might not be interested to pick it up. There was so much built up for Billy and Scarlet's story, and I was a little afraid it would not live up to the expectations. I mean, each reader had so much time to think about their story and wish for other things, but I admit... This was just a great way to tell Billy and Scarlet's story. I also loved how they talked about every issue they had and about the things that happened in the past. Even when Scarlet accidentally eavesdropped, she didn't stop talking to Billy. A lot of times the characters just refuse to talk about it and has their own made up version. So I liked how it was handled. I am so sad that the Winston series ended, but it was a very good ending. The epilogue was just amazing. So many names. It was hard to keep up with them. Yeah, that's kind of true. I was like, wait, who, which child belongs to who? Um, yeah. Now, I, I agree with her about, you know, even when Scarlett overheard, you know, the, the story, she went and said, what the heck is going on? And it wasn't, uh, I'm not going to talk to you. The only time was when Billy didn't talk to her. And it was because he was afraid he was going to say something that was going to ruin all this yeah. magical stuff they had going on. It wasn't one of those moments where, um, you know, they turn off their phone and stop talking to each other. It's like that uh, we see so many times. It's, yes, that's the worst. Okay, Cassie says, okay, reporting back. I spent my entire day off of work today reading this book, and oh boy, what a journey. I just discovered the Winston Brothers series earlier this year because of a book blogger's recommendation, and Dwayne's story sucked me in. I love this whole family and feel like they're real people. I don't think I've ever had a connection to a series like this before, although I just started the Bridgerton series. I know, I know. <laughs> that was her little aside. Um, I'm so that. late to the party, and I think the Bridgerton family will give me similar feelings. They will. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I read Beard With Me the day it came out, and it made me so sad, but so excited to see how Billy and Scarlett would come back together. I think they were both forced to grow up way too fast because of their abusive fathers. But in many ways, they still had a lot of growing up to do. Their relationship was quite toxic after the timeline highlighted in Beard With Me. And I really liked how they handled all their issues and faced them head on. Billy and Scarlett really fought for their happily ever after. And it made it so much more satisfying. Also, the epilogue was everything. Heart, heart, heart emojis. Um... I, yeah, I agree with uh, everything she's saying, that they were toxic. The um, whole timeline of the, you know, the Beard With Me story. It's, I mean, I think that this is a good example of, um, you know, people talk about relationships and how you have to work at them and marriages and how those require work and things like that. And I... I think that this is a good example of it's like they started from some of the most toxic places that you possibly could start, but they still had so much love for each other that they did put in the work and, you know, right. and fought. Like, and it was like worth it. Said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, whenever I think about Billy getting beat up by the race and I think, what kind of a father? I mean, we all know that their father, Daryl, is a terrible, terrible person, but that he let his son get beat up like that. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was the catalyst that made Jethro, Jethro say I'm out and, um, and, you know, come back to the family. 
but um i don't know that it is entirely because i don't did i don't think jethro knew for a long time did he well i think at the end of beard with me didn't wasn't he like starting to leave because he i didn't i thought that that maybe was no okay i don't think so well in my mind that's what made jethro come back but daryl how horrible of a person do you have to be that you let your son get beat up like that because Jethro didn't leave until um, Ben died, I didn't think, which we write about in Grin and Beard It. But anyway, um, yeah, Daryl's the worst. We already knew this. Well, I know I, we knew this, but that just I do, terrible to me. And speaking of Daryl, um, I'm surprised we didn't deal more with Daryl in this book. Because I felt like Roscoe's book really built up to dealing with Daryl. And there wasn't any kind of closure for... Well, except that Daryl's going to be the one that... You know, takes puts down. Razor behind, take, yeah. takes down Razor, and then he's probably not going to live very long anyway. I mean, we, we all know they even said Daryl, even with the bone marrow transplant, he's not going to yeah. live very long. They're just trying to keep him alive long enough to testify against Razor. Yeah. Jessica says, I loved this book so much. I read Beard With Me last week, and that book had all the feels and really served as a nice setup to Beard Necessities, although Beard With Me nearly broke me so much sadness and angst. With Beard Necessities, I loved how Scarlet and Billy really had to communicate and work through all their past issues to reach their happily ever after. Things weren't solved just because they kissed. They really fought through their issues to be together. Side note, can we please discuss how awful Ben was? So creepy and just the worst. Uh, One of the things I loved the most was how much the whole Winston family was involved and that we got to see how everyone is doing. Seeing the previous couples and their kids was the cherry on top for me. I also think one of the most touching moments was the heart to heart that Billy and Jethro had. I may have teared up a bit. Oh, and that epilogue was everything. Overall, I think this was an excellent send-off for a wonderful series. P.S. This book also confirmed that Cletus is my favorite Winston brother, and I am so excited for the Handcrafted Mysteries series featuring him and Jen. Hashtag Cletus is mine. Uh, <laughs> get in line, Jess, because we all, we all we'll have Cletus. to arm wrestle for him. Yeah. Uh, Deanna says... No idea how you guys will pick Sonia's moment because OMG, this book. Um, yes, because I did have a hard time picking a Sonia's yeah, moment because it was like one Sonia moment after another. Yeah. Spoilers, dot, dot, dot. I loved all the family meddling and that they weren't even trying to be sneaky about it. I LOL'd when Cletus pointed to his eyes, then Billy, and then mouthed, I'm watching you. And when, <laughs> and when Claire tells Billy she likes his face and he thinks... <laughs> Want to sit on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were, those happened. Yeah. I, I thought it was great that Billy and Claire finally started being honest with each other. And even though there were still multiple conflicts, they were all resolved fairly quickly. And the revel- and the revelations about Ben just secured my dislike for him. Poor Ben is really taking a beating. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, I really appreciate how Penny writes stories that, have substance and are not just fluffy, cute, easy reads that don't make you think after you finish them. She goes all in. Great book. Can't wait to read it again. Yeah, agreed. Um, Ika says, Cletus Winston continues to be the best. Everything he said and did just filled my heart with joy. Uh, Ditto. This book was such a journey. Um, I've desperately been waiting for it for two years since I started reading Penny Read books and found it was a wonderful conclusion to an amazing series. However, 
I did have a few issues. Mainly the book needed flashbacks or something similar. Too much drama and events in their past happened off screen and I got tired of Billy or Claire or Clara Billy reciting them for other characters. It was too expositiony. If it had been flashbacks, the book would have been double in length, so I don't know how it would work, but whilst it answered a lot of questions and gave two tortured characters the ending they deserved, that's what stopped it from being a perfect book for me. Um, yeah, I can see that, and kind of like we talked about earlier, I don't think that was always the plan, but um, yeah, I, I see that as a... And, a yeah. and that's a big reason of why I would say, like, you definitely need to have some context for Billy and Claire, I think, before heading into the book, I would say. Agreed. Okay. Lorenda, is that... Sure, yeah. How you say that name? Sure. <laughs> Lorenda says, I devoured this book yesterday and loved it so much that I was hesitant to start another book. I, I get that way too, and I hate to start another book because I, I just love... It's like when you eat something delicious and you don't want to eat something for a while because you just like having that flavor on your tongue. That's the way it is when you read a great book. You don't yeah. want to read another book because you just like savoring that, that flavor in your yeah. brain. Um, anyway, and I loved it so much that I hate was hesitant to start another book. I switched to an epic fantasy novel. Number one, I almost started over to read it again immediately, but decided to do the whole series again later. I've been thinking the same thing. (laughs) Because I really wanted to go back and read some of the books, but I'm like, I'll just do a reread later. I think we both did that with Cletus and Jen's book as we both like finished it and then started again right away yeah number two i cried i laughed i felt vindicated i fretted i sighed i basically had all the feels number three unpopular opinion alert ben was awful that's not, not so unpopular, unpopular as you would think <laughs> oh wait oh she continues though <laughs> she continues but i'm thinking that he never got the opportunity to really grow up that's true because he was only 18 yeah. i think when he took off with her so i mean just yeah. stupid teenagers doing stupid things yeah um Okay, let me read this all one sentence. Yeah, there Ben you was awful, but I'm thinking that he never got the opportunity to really grow up. Some people just take longer than others, and he would have had to overcome being the golden one all his life. I'd like to believe that if he had lived, he might have learned to consider other people. That's a good point. It's possible. Yeah. That he yeah, didn't. I mean, yeah. um, number four. Does anyone else feel the need for a spreadsheet or family tree to keep track of all the kids at the end of the book. I was so busy feeling happy that I lost track of who they were. Um, the one that helped me with this is Roscoe's book because I could, I remembered from Roscoe's book because they interacted a, quite a bit with some of, like with Jethro and Sienna's kids and yeah stuff. So that kind of helped me to remember. I'll read a few because we have anyway. a few short ones right here. Tanya said, being okay. from East Tennessee, I'm amused when you talk about the swoony Tennessee voice, uh, the Tennessee sex voice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Which we have an announcement need, about if, that in the break segment, so stay tuned. Yeah. About that. And if you haven't listened to these, girl, he's got it going on. <laughs> uh, Lori Go says, ahead. holy cow, so many thoughts, so many feelings. In a rare attempt at brevity, I will simply say, totally worth the wait. Uh, heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji. 
And then Kristen says, I don't even have all the right words. I cried. I laughed. I cried some more, laughed again, then cried a little more. Ben is the actual worst. And from the second he told Claire in Beard With Me, she could do better than Cletus. It only solidified my nope, don't like that feelings about any and everything he did. I fell even more in love with Cletus and Beard Necessities. That man is a national treasure to be protected at all costs, as is Penny Reed. Uh, the epilogue was perfection. And I agree with you <laughs> on that front, Kristen. It's too bad the whole nation doesn't know about Cletus, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, am I doing the next one? Yep. Beth. Beth says, busy week. I finally finished last night. Then I couldn't sleep for thinking about it. I agree with whoever said there was a need for flashbacks. That sneak peek from Beard With Me wasn't in the book. I kept thinking a flashback was coming. Did she scrap her original plan and start over? I hated that Ben was so abusive. He was Jethro's friend and Claire talks about him fondly in uh, Uh, Truth or Beard. Truth or Beard. (laughs) Everyone's using acronyms and I have to think about it for a minute. Um, uh, Anyway, talks about him fondly in Truth or Beard and Grin and Beard it. Maybe I just want to thank Claire was at least content during those years. I can usually pick up on the next I can usually pick up the next book in my TBR immediately, but this time it's gonna take a day or two. It was that good. I don't want it to be over. Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about that it seems like it did get scrapped. Um Ieda says, okay, I think I'm ready now. Not really. I can't think of anything else, and I haven't been able to start any other book. Uh, I loved everything about it. It made me laugh, cry, and sigh. Those characters feel like just a bunch of friends who live in a different country. That's it. I've been following their fictional lives for so long that now they feel real. It's been a privilege to follow their development, not just the main couples, but the whole family. The mix of love and shenanigans was so strong that not even Ben, the despicable nice guy, or the Iron Race could tarnish it. Honestly, the epilogue could have been 500 pages and I still would have wanted more. And then finally, Jessica. Mom? You want me to read Jessica's? Yep. It was everything I thought it would be and wanted it to be. Love, love Cletus. Love all the family plotting. Love that Scarlet took charge. I loved it. Beard Science is still my favorite, but I loved this book too. I hope she posts uh, posts a tree on the website. I can't keep all the kids straight in the epilogue <laughs> yeah um yeah uh lots of feelings about this book but that was to be expected because we we happen to have a lot of uh penny read readers in our audience i know um and so yeah i thought it was great and we're gonna keep the winston train rolling in the next segment so stay with us on that um any final thoughts mom on this book specifically? No, I bet everyone's tired of hearing us talk about this book. Yeah. So those are our <laughs> thoughts and some of your thoughts on Beard Necessities by Penny Reed. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just, just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On November 18th, we will be discussing Kingdom of Dreams by Judith McNaught in our next mini episode. For now, we are going to take a break and we come back we'll be having some more fun with those crazy winstons so stay with us Mm 
time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. And we're just going to do some news items because it's already been such a long episode. Um, so first announcement. We are getting Chris Brinkley, Tennessee sex voice himself. He's going to come on the show. We wanted to make it work for this episode, but there was some scheduling conflicts that prohibited that. So stay tuned for an announcement about when that's going to happen. We're super excited. He's a really nice guy and um, we're excited to chat about him and to have, you know, the Tennessee sex voice itself on our on our podcast. So we're excited <laughs> about that. Mom's mom's going to have to like contain herself uh, listening I to am. that episode. Well, because he'll be talking with us and I'll just be like, ah, Chris. <laughs> He knows I feel this way. He knows how I am. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then the other announcement that I wanted to say is that on November 25th, we are doing the Bromance Book Club by Lisa K. Adams. And we thought it would be fun for the Bromance Book Club to have my very own bro on the show. Um, and so my brother, Ryan, is currently reading the bromance book club and is going to be on the show to talk about it so i thought it would be fun if any of the rest of you have a significant other or brother or whatever that you think could be fun to hear their thoughts on reading a romance book that this could be like maybe a good gateway for a dude so um have them read the book with you and tell you their thoughts so that you can tell us because I would love to hear more male perspectives other than, of course, singular male listener Jason um, on this book. So I thought that would be kind of fun. Well, and we have to put out a disclaimer that my son Ryan is extraordinarily inappropriate under it's the true. best of conditions. Yeah. So I can't guarantee that he's not going to be extraordinarily inappropriate on the podcast because yes. he probably will be. He's already been sending us he inappropriate already text messages. <laughs> inappropriate <so>. texts. <laughs> um, so, you know, stay tuned for that one because it's going to be a real wild card of an episode. Um, but that is all the news that we have for this break segment. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for both of those things because we're excited about both of them. And we'll see you for the next break. Welcome back. We have been pretty clear that we love the Winstons. So we wanted to use this final segment as kind of a send off to the series as a whole. So mom, what do you love so much about the Winstons? Well, I think I love their sense of family. I love, even though they don't all always get along, it's just like family is, they always come home to their family. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. that's always their thing um so I love that about them because family is important to me as well and uh I just love I love all the different personalities and yet they are understanding of each other and all of their different personality quirks Cletus in any other family could have been shunned or or put down or whatever but they just embrace Cletus for being Cletus and you know even Roscoe with his weird memory thing and just all of them have all their little quirks, but everyone's super accepting and just, you know, Dwayne's grumpy, Bo's always charming. Mm -hmm. It's just the way they are. 
Yeah, and yeah, it's such there's such varied voices within this one family and they're all so distinct that like when they say things in this book, you know who's saying it without you know, seeing right reading right. who said it. Um and yeah, like you said, kind of like lots of love but still heaps of drama to keep things interesting for a book series. And um, I was just thinking about it because we were talking about Chris Brinkley being on the show. Him doing this book is going to be really hard because they're all together. So he's got to pull all those different voices yeah. out of, I mean, bless your heart, Chris. This is going to be a challenge. Maybe we can talk to him about that when he's on the show. I was just so invested also in all of them getting their happily ever after that, you know, I just loved all of them for like, they were and I um yeah I I loved all of them um okay mom because I could never kill any of them Mary Boff dump Jethro Billy Cletus Jethro oh gosh Billy Cletus oh gosh Uh, I would probably marry Cletus Boff Billy and or what's the other one? What was Jethro. A dump, dump, Jethro. See, I think I would maybe marry Jethro, buff Billy, and dump Cletus. Oh, you, can't, you can't dump Cletus. <laughs> I'm just saying. With you? I'm just knowing. I just know like who I would be like most attracted to personality wise, and it's Jethro. Well, I have to say that Jethro's voice is my very favorite Chris Brinkley yeah. voice. Okay, Mary, Bo- Mary Boff Dump, Dwayne Bo Roscoe. Dwayne Bo Roscoe. I'd marry Roscoe. And probably Bop Bo and probably Dump Dwayne. I'm probably the same. So then our final is... Mary Boff Dump. Cletus Billy Roscoe. <sighs> Cletus Billy Roscoe. Gosh darn it. Um, I'd probably still marry. I'd probably dump Roscoe. I, would, I think I would marry Roscoe. I think if I look at the Winston brothers as a whole, like the one that I would probably be most well matched with is Roscoe. I just want to hang out with Cletus. I just want to, I want him to come up with my retirement plan. I want him to <laughs> yeah, that's true. handle my finances so I never have to do it again. Uh, you know, he, he would just fix everything for me. My life would be wonderful. There you go. Um, which girl out of all of them would you most want to be your best friend? Oh, that's a hard one. It is hard. Um, uh, probably Sienna. That's who I said too. I mean, all of them. I want to hang out with all of them. I just want us all, all to be them, like definitely. squad goals, you know. But um, I love Jen. She's so sweet, though, that I'm afraid I would like, walk all over. Those over. <laughs> yeah, poor sweet Jen. I like Jessica. Sienna, though, I, you know, she's got that quick wit and yeah, she's silly and sassy. I like and that. And then. What moment sticks out to you the most from the series? 
when you look back on it as a whole. Well, see that there's the dramatic things like Roscoe getting stabbed and and uh, Simone getting shot. There's um, when I think about like a specific moment, the one that always comes, and I think it's just because it's like one of the first in the series where you're just like, oh, is um, Dwayne and Jess backstage at the community center making out? That's like right <laughs> off the bat. In fact, when I when I recommend this these books to people i'm like okay you got to start with the first book and just so you know right off the bat there's like a total racy scene <laughs> yeah. i said it's not like that through the whole entire book and well, that one is a little because then right after that they go and go yeah. skinny dipping in the um, lake and it's not so much a moment but i think like my favorite arc is kind of what i'm calling the emancipation of jen and just her kind of oh, yeah. stepping out of her banana queen shadow. And um, I just, I mean, I think Beard Science is always probably going to be my, my favorite of the series. I just, I don't even know why I love that book as much as I do, but I just love it. I love both Cletus and Jen so much. And um, so I, I think that's kind of... I do love the scene where, you know, when you think of one scene, the one scene that always makes me laugh is the one with when Jen and Cletus are making out in the car and Dwayne and Jess, and she's like, Cletus, is that you in the car? And she's like, what you guys doing? What you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, love them. Um, And then I'm just so excited that we still have the Green Valley series. We still have the Cletus and Jen series and all the Smarty Pants romance entries as well. I'm I'm glad that, like, we don't have to completely say goodbye to the Winstons. I'm really looking forward to that Jen and Cletus scene series. I I am too. And I'm glad that so many people are in on this Let's Write Green Valley books because I'm excited about all that. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the Winston brothers? No, I just, Penny Reed, thank you for so many hours of enjoyment and more to come because I'm going to read them again, but I just have loved, loved. In fact, Ellen got me, I had, I only read historical romances until Ellen got me to read the Winston brothers. Those were the first contemporaries that I read. Yep. And I just fell in love with those books. Yep. Bravo. So, thank Job you, Penny well done. Reed. Yeah. We, like, we loved them so much. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for Kingdom of Dreams by Judith McNaught in one week on November 18th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Alan. I will talk to you later. It's been a true joy. It has. Bye. All right. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.